Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, I'm Shazzy Hunt and this is You Beauty, the podcast for your face. Now, at this time of year, I find I'm in this mindset of thinking about what's coming up on the horizon for the year. Like I'm really into looking at wall planners at the moment on calendars. Anyway, that's a conversation for another time. But according to our expert today, that kind of thinking should also be applied to your skincare routine. So today on our Ask an Expert episode, I'm joined by Yelena Vakisha Shah, the founder of the Cosmetic Lounge Clinics. And I want to get her take on five of the skin trends that are shaping up to be big in 2023. Yelena, welcome to the You Beauty Podcast. Hi, Shazzy. Thanks for having me. Tell me, what does your beauty crystal ball see in our skin's future? There's so much trending at the moment, but one of the biggest things I think is skin cycling. Let's start with skin cycling, right? Let's call it number one. Tell me what skin cycling is and why we need it in our life. Okay, skin cycling was created by a doctor called Whitney Bow. She's a derm and a scientist from New York. So we're usually used to using retinoids every single night and retinoids actually irritate the skin. So they can cause redness, they can dry your skin out, especially through summer. You don't use them during the day, but there's a different approach with skin cycling. So it involves exfoliation night, retinol night and recovery night. So on your exfoliation night, you use a chemical-based exfoliant. So usually has glycolic acid, salicylic, and it's not that mechanical type of exfoliation. So it's like a serum. You place it on your skin and then you put moisturizer on. So you apply your exfoliant serum, then you apply your moisturizer. The next night, which is retinol night, you use a cleanser. So you make sure you double cleanse. Then you apply a thin layer of moisturizer with uh, retinol of your choice. And then you apply another layer of moisturizer. Then on the third and fourth night, you have recovery night. So you avoid all retinols at this stage. And it's all about replenishing the skin on night three and night four. So you're just using your hyaluronic serums or your moisturizers. So you're just feeding your skin on this night. So it gives your skin a really good break from using retinol every single night. That's one way of doing it. And then there's softer versions and there's more advanced versions of skin cycling as well. But that's your basic skin cycling routine. As someone that likes routine, I love this idea of, you know, day one is do this, day two is do that. Like Tuesday is taco night, Wednesday is spaghetti night. Like I love stuff like that. But why do we need skin cycling? What's it going to give us? Because I think there was a moment there in the previous years where we were like, oh, retinol, great. Use lots, use it all the time, use as much as we can. Why are we now going to go, no, this isn't retinol all the time, every time it is in a cycle 
Where's the benefit here? So the benefit is it doesn't irritate the skin so much. So your vitamin A's, they give you a cellular turnover. So I think using them every night, I do notice with clients that come in, their skin looks dry. It looks irritated. It just looks like it's thirsty, you know. So I think this just gives the skin a bit of a break from so much retinoid creams. I think with the exfoliation process, you're doing a light exfoliation with your serums and then you're sandwiching that retinoid in between so it's not actually going onto your skin you've got a base layer there with moisturizer put the retinoid on then you put another layer of moisturizer on again and then three and four you're just replenishing the skin so you're feeding the skin and that gives the skin a good break so I think it's an amazing technique I have yet to try it but I have seen before and afters and Skin looks amazing. Let's move on to another trend that I've actually heard a bit about. It's one that's kind of been hanging around at the back end of 2022, which is skin millism. It continues. Tell me what skin millism means and how we can be doing it this year. Okay, so I feel like it's all about taking a few steps back. It's a very hard word for me to pronounce. (laughs) It's a tricky one. (laughs) Minimalism. I've got to say really slow. I think we're so used to having so many products, so many ingredients on our skin. This is another approach of just taking it easy. I feel like we're taking everything back, even with when it comes to anti-wrinkle injections and your filler, less is more. Everyone's over that overdone look. And I feel like this is exactly what they're doing with skincare as well. So it's your basic, you know, you cleanse your serum, you moisturize. If it has an SPF in it, I think that's perfect. So you've got three steps, cleanse, serum, for whatever skin concern you have. So if you have hyperpigmentation or any type of pigment, you would obviously get like a serum like niacinamide to help with that pigmentation. If you have acne prone skin, you would get maybe like a retinaldehyde, which is a softer form of vitamin A. And then you would just apply your moisturizer and you do that morning and night. So simple. I'm super intrigued about how the skin millism trend is branching into the professional treatment world that you work in with the fillers. How is that happening there as well? That's quite interesting to me. I think I've seen those, you know, streamlined skincare routines already happening, but what are you seeing in salon? I get a lot of people saying, oh, I just want my lips to look like my lips, but just a little bit more plump Mm. or I don't want the frozen look. And we're generally the type of clinic that we start low and then we gradually build up. So it's like a journey. It's a plan. It's a treatment plan. Almost like tailoring it rather than going, here's your cookie cutter version of what that, that treatment is. Exactly. Exactly. Let's move on to another trend. I actually am a bit excited about this one. I'm going to call it Bye-bye celebrity skincare brands. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Tell me more. What do I need to know about this? Oh, I feel like every celeb has bought out a skincare range, right? Yeah. Kim Kardashian, (laughs) Kylie Jenner, Brad Pitt's now bought one out. (laughs) I feel like that was the jumping the shark moment when Brad Pitt brought one out. Everyone was like, what are we doing? Too far. What are we doing? Too far. I think people are actually now realizing that like a celeb and a skincare brand, I just don't think it goes. Like what experience do they have in skincare? I feel like everyone is going back to professional advice Mm. with your derms and, you know, your estheticians, your skincare therapists. They're the ones that work closely with skin every day. They see different types of skin. 
They know how your skin will react with a certain type of product. And I think experience is key with this. So I definitely think that going to your derm or going to somebody that you have a close relationship with, they can see your skin, they can actually pick what's right for your skin rather than, you know, Kylie's skincare range might be good for some, but it's not good for everybody. So it's just a brand, I feel, you know, and it just sells because of them. One of the really interesting things that's happened in this world we live in, particularly, you know, with TikTok and Instagram, is that you've had this rise of experts, like you were talking about estheticians, dermatologists, who have generated this following on social media because they've got a platform now to reach a lot of people. And so they're dispensing advice to people that is expert backed. And then I feel like it's those people who may be the next line of celebrity skincare brand ambassadors or founders. And they'll be releasing brands and people will be more willing to invest in them because they've already been listening to their advice and know that they're the real deal and they've trained and (laughs) don't just learn lines for a living and that those might be the new generation of celebrity skincare brands. Yeah, I'm so excited about that too. This is some crystal ball stuff here. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like it's the right way, you know. Also, we've had the TGA has actually banned any influences in Australia from promoting skincare, like any therapeutic goods, they're now banned. So you won't see many influences like selling your sunscreens or anything that has a therapeutic use in it. So I don't know, is that a good thing? Time will tell. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. The fourth trend I've come across is skincare that's targeted at women who are of a menopausal age. Tell me what it's all about. I'm getting a lot of women in their 50s now that haven't done anything and they have treatment and they realize how subtle the treatments are. And they're like, oh, why didn't I do this before? I thought injectables was all about, you know, pumping a face full of filler and looking fake. And I'm like, no, you just have to find the right person go to the right clinic and just, you still want to look like you, you just want to replace that hyaluronic acid or that collagen that you've lost. But as women go through menopause, estrogen levels drop. So just concentrating on alternatives, like if you want to use supplements, internal supplements is great. Fillers, anti-wrinkle, you've got three key ingredients like soy, ceramides and peptides, and they all help with menopause. These are all of the things that firm and tighten the skin and replace collagen. In terms of skincare for menopausal women, I think what I've noticed already is that it's starting to be a consideration behind a skincare line. For instance, Naomi Watts' new brand, Stripe. I know we were just laughing about celebrity skincare brands a minute ago, but I think it kind of signals an entrance 
into realizing that this is a market that requires a skincare product line and one that's tailored to specific needs of women at that age, as you said, because of estrogen loss, because of other mm-hmm. things that are happening in their bodies at that time, and that you can't keep using that skincare brand that you were using back in your 20s or mm-hmm. definitely and not you in your teens. sticking to the same thing, yeah. It's not going to work anymore because there's different stuff happening in your body, hormonal changes. So... I think it's a, only a good thing if we're going to start targeting women at that age. I'm sure they're there yeah. with their money to spend and please give me something that's going to be good for my yeah. skin. The kids are all grown up. They've got money to spend now. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter whose brand it is, but if you just know your ingredients and you know that it's going to target that area of concern, then I think that's the main thing. So know your ingredients with any type of product that you're putting on your face. Let's go to the fifth and final skincare trend on our horizon, and that's at-home skin technology. I mean, I love it when anyone is wearing their crazy LED face mask. It reminds me of something out of Star Wars. Not that I've ever watched that, but (laughs) it reminds me of that. (laughs) Have you got any gadgets at home? I don't, but I know so many people. Like I could, you know, rattle off a list of names right now of people that I know personally who do. I'm just not committed to doing stuff like that myself. I just go somewhere and have it done, (laughs) to be honest. But people love it because of the – I like it because I like to go have an experience and be looked after and that's kind of part of it for me. But people who don't have time for that or want to do it in their own time at their own convenience, they've got very small kids and can't make appointments, they are religiously using, you know, LED face masks or – electric face sculpting devices. What's next in this space? Is this going to keep going? The main reason is people are too busy Mm. and it's convenient. So it's great to have at home. You see so many of them advertised online. There's always a new one coming out. Obviously, I don't think you know, the frequencies or the depth of these machines are going to be as good as in clinic. That's for our safety, by the way, in case anyone's wondering why. (laughs) You've got somebody with no experience using these these gadgets. Oh, my first time using a laser. I'll just put it on high. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's only going to give you some benefit, but I think it's better than nothing. So if you don't have time to go into a clinic, I have nearly been sold, even though I do have the machines in clinic. That's quite impressive then yeah. if you have the oh. best of the best available to you be like oh but I've got three kids now and I'm too busy to make an appointment and a time yeah. as soon as I leave work I want to go home to my kids so I suppose having something like that at home when they're asleep and just doing it when they're asleep is perfect but in clinic you're always going to get better results mm. I think that's a given but I think what we're going to see this year is perhaps just a continuation you know as you said new products more products and I've even heard smaller products so kind of more efficient so you can just pop them in your bag yeah and do it on your take it with your travel yeah. yeah oh work lunch break yeah traveling definitely but I don't think that they are letting up anytime soon even though you know days of lockdowns appear to be behind us and the reason that you might have started doing it was in lockdown because you couldn't go to the salon anymore. I still think people are going to be continuing to do that at home, as you said, in their own time at 2am in the morning or whenever they feel like it. It could also be a cost thing. It's Mm. definitely a lot cheaper for some people, you know, like the world's an expensive place to live in now. So I feel like people buy these things because they can't really afford to have treatments in clinics. Yelena, that is our five. There are predictions, putting it out there. Don't come at us at the end of 2023 in December if we were completely wrong. Thank you for joining us and cluing us in on what's ahead. 
You're beautiful. Thank you. And thanks for listening today. I'm your host, Chazzy Hunt. My producer is Michaela Floriano. Come back tomorrow to hear our weekly beauty news episode. Speak to you next time.